welcome one and all to the latest edition of Pod Position. A little bit late this week, but most of us are dying or wounded, so I think you can forgive us. Um, you can you can blame Ubisoft because they poisoned Jim, and it's a whole big palaver. True. They're trying to stop the show. Mm. We've been poisoned. They heard it's, they heard what he said about me on Jimquisition, and they went, "We will not stand for this." Yeah. That is true. Um, Gavin is our true defender. We shall protect him with our life. <laughs> you will not treat our fans this way, Jim Sterling. Uh, that, that, you see, it was a f- the idea of Ubisoft uh, poisoning me. Is That has merit. But the idea that they do it to stick up for their fans, now that is where we push the realm <laughs> to infantile fantasy. Uh, the moment you said that, the whole uh, illusion fell apart for me. Uh, but yes, um, hello Laura, hello Gavin, they're with us today. How are you hello, all today? Hello, we are here, yeah. Woo. Crippled but good. I'm good. I am the only one here who's not in any way injured or <laughs> like illness or dying. I am good. I am on top of the world today. Woo! So, well, okay, let, let us clear off the docket of the dying and the wounded then. Um, Gavin, you are currently wounded. Yeah, I um, had my foot stepped on by someone wearing high heels and basically have spent the last two days not being able to walk. Um, yeah, and, and was very drunk when it happened, so didn't realise until the next day how bad it was and walked home on it. And yeah, no, it's pretty bad. Yeah, so so I mean, you you and Laura were telling me before we recorded, you basically have, it's basically punctured. Um, I don't know if it's still uh, like this tomorrow. I'm going to go to the doctor. Blimey, <laughs> it's all swollen and different colours that feet yeah. aren't supposed to be, and it yeah. doesn't sound like it's good. But you know, it's it's. I was telling Laura it's perfect timing because Bloodborne's released tonight, so I won't need to get up is and move it, anyway. Oh, of course, it's not out in Europe yet, is it? No, it's out. It's not supposed tonight. to be. People people nah. already have copies. Hint, hint, hint. I've oh, been I, playing all week. <laughs> I noticed Matt Lee's mentioned it. Yeah, so I noticed a few people have picked it up. It's it's annoying. This whole I, like I thought I thought the world had grown out of this whole Tuesday for the Americas, Friday for Europe thing. It's bollocks at this point. Yeah. Let's just unify the day, yeah. please. I think Activision always yeah. does uh, worldwide same release They do. Day. I think yeah. I think Nintendo even's been doing them a few like they used to be terrible for it like 6 months after the Americas, but they've been more yeah. and more been better at Is there actually it, uh, any logical reason for it at all or is it just it's something to do with like shipping dates and how like different stores had their shipment dates in different countries there was at one point a logic to it and that logic stopped being anything like decades ago and it's just a relic that's it's stuck one around. of those things that it's it's like this because it's always been like this you know this what really point. bugs me about it is that because being in ireland it's like you always see they give two release dates. They say one for Europe and one for the UK, and you never know which one Ireland is going to have been lumped in with. Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even oh, though we're not in goodness. the UK, a lot of people seem to think we are, including companies. You're, you're close enough. You're sort, of, you're sort of in that general region. Region, yeah. But actually, aren't <laughs> we the only two countries that drive on the, the, the other side of the road? Or is, uh, are there other ones in, like, Europe? I don't know. I never thought about that. It's one of those things, it doesn't make a difference to me, like, Friday or Tuesday, because I work from home, but for anyone else, it's like, can we make America switch to Friday release dates? Because then all of the people who have Monday to Friday desk jobs and all the school kids can play their video games over the weekend. Like, it's it's a sensible time to release. It's a more logical release of Friday. Mm. You are right there having the weekend sort of 
Tuesday is an odd day. It, it feels very arbitrary. It um, feels like there would be very noticeable spikes of people suddenly coming down ill on a Wednesday morning. Like people pretending that they've had their foot stepped on or something like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> something like that. Um, but yes, uh, talking about illness, I suppose we, we should talk about what happened to me, um, which, which was a fun adventure. Uh, on Monday evening, uh, just as I was um, setting the blood, my Bloodborne review live on thegymquisition.com, um, my throat was closing. And I, I was sat here with my throat closing, just saying, maybe it won't close all the way. Like, it's, it, it's two minutes to embargo. <laughs> Let's get that up first. Okay, just oh. hold on, hold on. Set it live. Tweet it. Facebook it. Ready for the emergency room. I mean, if I die, at least my Bloodborne review went up. Oh, yeah. Like, the worst part was is the Bloodborne review was so popular it brought the site down. Um, so, you know, I, I by the time... You know, an hour later when I'm lying on my back in an emergency room in a stretcher somewhere going <laughs> like that it, part in the, in the back of my mind is just like I must upgrade the surfer on the Jimquisition <laughs> um, oh god you know now see, you know what my theory is about how you got ill I don't think that it was Ubisoft I don't think Gavin had anything to do with it I think that Bloodborne is such a brutal game that is so intent on killing <laughs> killing you over and over and over that it thought, right, just because Jim's review's out the way does not mean that, that, that Bloodborne is finished trying to kill Jim. So basically what you're saying is Jim's a massive casual. <laughs> yeah. That's too casual. No, I think, I, I think that he's the most hardcore Bloodborne player of all. He is the only player who's scared Bloodborne enough that it's like, right, killing his character is not enough. <laughs> How do we close Jim's fucking throat up? Um, yeah, so actually a lot of people did bring that up. Because uh, I, once I was finally um, coherent and in the clear and, and they'd admitted me and kept me overnight, I made a little announcement on Facebook and that spread to Reddit, NeoGAF, a bunch of places. And there was a lot of comments to the effect of, man, I did not know Bloodborne was that hard. <laughs> which, well, that's why you gave it a 10 out of 10. It's like a game that is so hardcore that it's going to make my throat close up and yeah. try and kill me. It that's a pretty hardcore game. So hard I ended up in hospital. Um, but yes, so it was an allergic reaction for those who don't yet know. Um, a bit of di- I, I ate a bit, like a bit of a chunk of a chicken. Uh, and it was cooked in God knows what. Um, I shan't make the mistake of not checking what food is cooked in anymore. Um, closed my throat up, um, made my in between my fingers like painfully itchy. That was horrible. Yeah, that's horrible. Um, that was on the the way to the hospital. Uh, obviously threw up. But did you did you find out happened. what it was that you were actually allergic to? Was it like something um, in the sauce? Or? We've got, I mean, I, I've known of several allergies I've had yeah. over the years. Um, They're not I, necessarily I've, things that you want to share with the internet, I'm guessing, when you have fans who <laughs> might not always be sensible with that information. Ah, uh, okay, okay, yeah. I, Would be a guess. <laughs> I like to keep my enemies guessing. Um, <laughs> I, I don't want to make it too easy for Ubisoft. It's like, um, dude, just, uh, just check uh, the allergens and just pick one. And I'm gonna, you... I'm gonna tell all the creepy stalker fans now. It's Tangy Tom's. He's allergic to Tangy Tom's and Transformer snacks. You'd better send as many mm-hmm. as you can to his address as Jaffa soon as possible. Cakes. He's also allergic yeah. to xenomorph action figures. Oh God! Right, they make my hands turn black and fall off. Mm. So 
Yeah, definitely. If you want to see all my blood turn into pus, uh, definitely get me all of the aliens' toys that are in the world. Um, but yes, so ended up go to the emergency room. Um, they, to be fair, the first guy I met. One thing I've noticed, because as I said, I've I've had some allergic reactions before. This is obviously the most serious one I've ever had. But many many years ago in England, had one. And one thing that apparently is the same whether you're in the NHS or in the American healthcare system is they are very reluctant to believe you're having an allergic reaction. They treat you in England. They treat me like I was on drugs or something. Now I've never seen drugs do that. Um, and I've certainly, I don't know what they thought was wrong with me here, but th- th- it was little things like, well, he thinks he's had an allergic reaction. Right. You realise I've got like a red map of Eastern Europe on my body right now in, in blotches. And you realise that, that like, you've put needles in me, so clearly that you know something's up. Um, but anyway, that's besides the point. Uh, what else happened to me? It was amazing the amount of symptoms I went through. It's like a gauntlet because you get through with one set of them and then a new set happens. Uh, so once you get past the throat closey, that, that eases up uh, just in time for you to just stop breathing. Just, your body just decides, <laughs> you know what? I'm fucking sick of breathing. I'm going to get done with that. Let's, let, let's, let's shut that down. Did, um, did you know, did you know, Jim's body, that 100% of people who breathe air die at some point in their life? So, you know, I think your body was doing you a favour. That's true. It's like, God, look at these mugs breathing. They're going to be dead. So let, let, let's cut out the middleman. Deal with that right now. <laughs> uh, so at that point, I'm on, uh, lying on a, a bed in the emergency room, um, really ragged breath, just, just trying, trying to breathe as best I can. Like, I could still breathe just about... Uh, and they'd obviously put oxygen in my nose and everything to keep me going. Um, at that point, shock set in. Now, I don't know if, if either of you have ever been in shock. Um, I'm sure some I, of our listeners have. I, I, I have. It's not fun, is it? It's, it's not recommended. <laughs> I, I, I don't like it. I'll tell you that much. Um, my unpleasant is a, is, a, is a good word for it. Just yeah. Unpleasant. Unpleasant. Would not try again. Uh, my eyesight went. Uh, I could still see, but I couldn't focus on anything. It was weird. It was like, it was like if, if you've ever had migraine auras, it was like dozens of them at once. I uh, couldn't focus on anything. Had to keep my eyes closed because keeping them open upset me. Um, the scariest part was the fact that, because my wife was there and, and everything, and uh, doctors were trying to talk to me trying to get me to say things, tell me if I'm alright, confirm I'm still hearing them. I could hear them perfectly fine. Uh, I could hear everything going on and could not make myself talk. And, and um, you know, my wife described me as, as just not being myself, like I wasn't there. I was utterly confused, uh, bewildered. But mentally, psychologically, I was still there. I just It was like someone had pulled the plug from my brain to the outside world. And I could not uh, interact with it properly. I, I I have experienced that very same issue before. I got knocked off of a moped once and I had this very strange moment where I was lying on the floor and I was like, I know exactly what's going on, even if it is wrapped in this weird layer of, like, you know when you have two mirrors opposite each other and they kind of reflect back and forth forever? Mm-hmm. My mind was stuck in the forever part of that, and then the world was going on loop for it in like three second loops, and everyone had my mother's face. It was very weird. <laughs> that being said, like I understood what was going on, but I could not communicate either like answers to their questions 
or explain to them about all of the things that weren't quite right with the situation. Yeah, like it's 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 horrifying. Like I'm someone as someone who you know works in the medium of, of of words a lot, and you know I love communicating and and stuff. Like just being having that gone is horrible, and not just that, but having no will to do it. Like people were trying to get me to say my name and, and trying to just get me to talk, and I I didn't want to. It was so weird. It was like, I just, all I could think in my head was just fuck off. Stop talking to me. I literally can't talk to you because, like, like, almost as if something terrible would happen. Or, like, it would take the last bit of energy that I've got keeping me alive if I just said hello. And then that would kill it's me. It's like, if I, if I say anything, then they'll stop caring that I'm here and I can't <laughs> do that. So fuck off, everyone. It was, it was a weird place to be in. Um, I don't know how long that lasted, but that eventually cleared up. And I was, like, the bed was soaked in sweat. Like, I'd sweat everything out there they said a thousand milliliters of water had just been expelled from my mouth um so i was fully dehydrated at that point uh had an iv in me um i'm i'm, I'm up to, I'm, I'm coming to the best bit um, oh fine fine i suppose if there's something good coming we can we can keep listening to your interesting uh, stories they, uh, want, you're go- they want to know the story laura i want to know the story you're gonna love this <laughs> you i am about to talk about my tits right this is gonna oh be the oh, best oh bit. okay okay, okay i'm very sorry that i tried to, to prematurely story. cut you off here <laughs> yeah no, 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 i want to i want to hear this now jim i know you're on the edge of your seats now um because once once my mental faculties had returned um and and i was sort of they they got the IV in me and everything, and I was starting to get my my blood pressure had sunk dangerously low, but it was coming back up. I'd become I'd become incredibly cold, like like colder than I've ever felt in my life. Um, violently shivering. I'm actually in um, some physical pain now, still in my sides and my neck, and I think that's come just from the the, the violent shivering that was going on. Um, my nipples have never hurt that much. <laughs> like, and they've never been, like, they could have cut glass. I'm telling you that much. And I've never, like, I've been cold before, but Jesus fucking Christ. And out of everything, that became the most distracting part. Like, like no matter how scared I was for my life, no matter how, like, I was still... <laughs> getting over the breathing difficulties I'm about but all to I die could do... but why is this nurse hanging her coat on my nipple <laughs> <laughs> like I was lying in the bed just holding <laughs> holding my tits just like this fucking hurts like a really <sighs> miserable porn star <laughs> like a really it was it was the saddest it was the saddest porn of all um, but anyway that 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 was kind of the cliff notes of what happened uh, they admitted me overnight and, and everything and and it put me on a bit of a health kick because, you know, obviously you send a fat man to hospital, they're going to fucking get on you anyway and make you paranoid and upset about everything else that's going on. Uh, so I've been off caffeine for days. That's not nice. That's worse than the... worse than the... I, I, I just that's said headache. Um, so there we are. That's what it was. It Can we just um, as well make sure that somebody in the gym's audience makes sure to do a fan art of him shivering, holding his very hard nipples? Oh yeah, go for <laughs> it. They're just I, and I want them like like out like like, like inches out. They weren't yeah. inches out, but I'd I'd like to imagine they were. Um, but yes, yeah, so so that's 
That's me. I'm off caffeine. I'm grouchy. I'm very still tired from the whole situation. And, mm. and in a little bit of pain just from the physical stress that's, of what happened. That's, that's, that's how we ended up having a delayed podquisition, because you slept through podquisition when we were trying to do it yesterday. Yeah, that is true. I kind of passed <laughs> out for several hours. I intended to just have a little rest for a minute because I was exhausted. And then I woke up and it was an hour later and then I had... Um, Twitter, Facebook, email, like everything just... Or just being like, hey, 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 Jim, you haven't died or anything, have you? Because we've got podquisition to record. Uh, but that was me. Um, if, if you have died, just let us know so we can reschedule. It's like, we, we don't want to record without you, but if you're dead, we will make do. Yeah, because we don't, we don't want to have to change the name, you see. That's true. Mm. That is true. That's one. Get, get that Jim from videogamer.com. We also don't have your um, SoundCloud. Oh, yeah, we don't have the SoundCloud. <laughs> we don't details. have a SoundCloud fuck. password. Ah, oh, fuck. Mm. Jim, if you die, make your last thing to write down like our email addresses and your SoundCloud <laughs> details so that someone knows to email them to us. I'll leave those credentials in my will for you. Yeah. Okay, thank you. <laughs> so, Jim's alive. Hooray! Yes! Woo. Still hanging in there. Still hanging uh. in. Do, do we want to talk about Bloodborne, the thing that you almost died to publish a review of? Oh, yes, the thing the, the, the thing that we're going to officially say tried to kill me. Um, that was quite <laughs> funny, because I had an email from Sony, because um, they were quite interested in... I like it when a, a, pub, a big publisher is interested in your YouTube content as well as your review stuff. And they were actually kind of interested, and Sony were like, um, you know, if you do some YouTube content, that'd be cool. Um when was it? It was Wednesday afternoon. I get, I'd just come back from the hospital and I get an email from uh, Sony that's like, uh, so, you know, we, we loved the review. The review was cool. That was nice. Um, do you think you'll have a video up? Because we'd be very interested in seeing that. We'd love to, to see what you say. And, and, you know, we like your videos and all this stuff. Uh, about 15, 20 minutes later, there's a second email that's like, I just saw what you said. Um, on Facebook and, and, and everything. I'm so sorry that sounded very insensitive. Please get well soon. <laughs> 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 uh, good job, though, that I was actually kind of itching to get back to do some work. So got a nice Bloodborne uh, video up on YouTube and, and everything. Yeah. But yeah, Bloodborne! Fuck Bloodborne's yeah. really fucking good. Uh, it's fucking excellent. Part it's excellent. a fucking Jimquisition certified 10 out of bloody 10. It's the very first 10 out of 10 the Jimquisition.com's ever given. I mean, certainly not the first 10 out of 10 I've ever given in my career, but uh, the new it's venture. the first one since being a new self-employed do-it-yourselfer. Absolutely, and I feel it's very deserved, even though there are some... There, there's quite a bit of Bloodborne backlash going on. I know there are some really? people upset that... Oh, yeah, there are some people furious because, obviously, it's an exclusive and oh, that's yeah, going to yeah. happen. You're going to get a group that's always like that. There's also a contingent who, who are very concerned that, that a game that's running at 30 frames per second could get a 10 out of 10. Now... I am a big proponent of 60 frames per second. Mm. And I feel that it's always better than 30 frames per second. And I feel that companies that claim otherwise are lying and, and bullshit and being silly people. That said, I feel it's more a testament to Bloodborne's overall quality that the 30 frames per second simply did not bother me. Mm. It simply was not a factor in my enjoyment of the game. Do I think it would be nicer at 60? Absolutely. Of course, yeah. yeah, it's like... Maybe that's that room that Amazon France rumored um, Bloodborne at sixty frames a second on PC that that is getting rumored. Maybe that would be better. 
doesn't change the fact that this version of Bloodborne is bloody amazing. Yeah, I mean, I use a 10 out of 10 to symbolise, like, the top dog of the genre. You know, the, this is the thing to be. And it being a, a 30 does not stop that from happening. It does not it, stop it, that. Yeah. It feels like this generation's benchmark of, like, yep, that's a game that feels a bit next-gen. Yeah, like, it really does feel like... I mean, it's... Fuck, it took me, like... What was it? Four obsessive days and then one less obsessive days. About five fucking days just to get to the end boss of that thing. And there's still shit I need to do. There's still optional things I've not done. There's still some lore stuff I want to dig into. Like, there is so much meat on that game. And it's so much the opposite of something like your, 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 your Far Cry 4s and everything. Where there's they talk so much about content, but there's so much repetitive, busy work in it. Uh, it's just this huge map where they just scatter shot missions and icons and collectibles on it. And there's that same amount of quote-unquote content in uh, Bloodborne, but it's not nebulous. It's not, like, mm. just stuff. It, everything has a purpose, a place, a meaning. Nothing's wasted. That's what I love. That's what's mm. quote-unquote next-gen about the thing to me. It's like, it's all this content, none of it wasted. I have one complaint that kept irritating me about Bloodborne, and this is my one thing that, it's a small thing, but it kept just screaming at my head, which is um, the fact that it's clearly not souls collected. Like, ah, you're collecting your stuff you dropped when you died, it's clearly not souls, but when it's not a souls game. And just every time it's like, blood vessels recovered, it's like, no, that's fucking, that's clearly fucking souls. I did keep calling them souls. Like, like yeah, every they time are, it they're, said, they're fucking souls. Yeah, I didn't call them echoes. It was just no, no, they're, they're souls. Oh, blood echoes. I'm gonna uh, inject. The... I'm gonna inject an Estus flask into my leg. I'm not gonna call yeah. that blood vial. <laughs> um, yeah, like I, I was using the Dark Souls terms for everything in that game. Like yeah. there are so many things where it is like this is the Dark Souls thing, and you've made no attempt to hide it. But like when that's your biggest complaint about a game, it's oh, yeah. a pretty good game. Like that is the. The biggest thing I had to say was, couldn't you have made slightly more of an effort to make this feel like its own thing, maybe, in some regards? But it's still bloody amazing. It's just, ah, I'm running around really fast, shooting stuff and hitting things with swords, and it's all... Mm -hmm. ah! Sorry, I I run out of... I run out of words. I'm just like, ah, <laughs> blood, blood. Yeah. I love the atmosphere of it as well. Just the, the atmosphere and the story. Like, just the story's so fucking weird. <laughs> it's so fucking good. Oh, and the, the, all the enemy designs. Mm-hmm. Oh, those enemy designs, they're so good. You yeah, know, I, mean, I, I was going to be on, like, jealous and shit, but then I just realised that I have yet to play it for the first time. So, really, you should be jealous uh. of me. No, I, I, I don't have to. Really I, do I it. am. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wish I could experience it for the first time again because it's just—it's staggering. Six just, hours, it, six hours to go. I, I really, really, really want a Bloodborne two because oh god, this is so good. I want more of it. So, guys, mm-hmm. speaking yeah. of um, extremely difficult but extremely cool games, uh, I played Ori in the Blind Forest this week. And it was Ooh. absolutely wonderful. I, it's like my first game of the year contender. There was like a couple of things in it that pissed me off. Like some of the instant death traps are really annoying. But apart from that, holy shit, what a fantastic little game. 
Have either of you Am played right? it? Am I right? It's an Xbox One exclusive. Yeah, it's an Xbox One exclusive, is it? No, I, I played think. it on PC. Or it's on okay, PC it's on as well. PC as well. I played it on. I, okay, I played it on Xbox One, and for some reason, I thought it was exclusive on that. But it's it is a goddamn beautiful game. Isn't it? It's glorious. Like <sighs> the opening made me fucking cry after like ten minutes. It's it's like the opening to Up. And I yes, don't use that comparison bit. lightly that I was yeah, like, yep, this made me feel very similar. Like the way it told a very sad story without any words. I was like, mm. oh, yeah. Uh. Like this game occasionally Ori in the Blind Forest was infuriating. Yeah. But like I got over that irritation very quickly and went back to just being in awe of it. The only parts that really I found drove me crazy were the the escape sections because there's no checkpoint. And that was basically, there's parts in that where it's really unfair because you pretty much can't predict what's going to happen next. So you have to die and start over and over yeah, and over. Yeah, I, I couldn't really get annoying. over that. But that could, was like, and it's, like uh, maybe like what, two, two, three percent of the game is like that and the rest is just magic. What pisses me off with something like that, though, is it's so visually impressive. Those, those escape sequences are visually stunning. And it just ruins the impact of it when you have mm. to do it several mm. times because of the trial and error shit. It's like, okay, this yeah. was impressive, mm. but now this like big, beautiful, flooding sequence mm. of yours just has no impact anymore. And by the time you get out of it, you're just like, thank fuck, that's over, rather yeah. than I just got done with something awesome. Another, another thing in those sections was that sometimes you... Um, the because there's so much shit flying all over the screen and you're like where am i where's my character i can't yeah, even fucking yeah. see him yeah i'm white i'm on a white background coming out the side of a glowy tree and where the f oh i'm dead <laughs> it it's the kind of game that i wish i could just play through in a single sitting without at any point getting too stuck on or having to repeat anything and just have it be its one experience through once and done the way I experienced it ended up being a lot more irritating. There, like I did it in stops and starts because I got irritated with things and put it down and came back to it. And I feel like it was a fantastic experience that just didn't quite gel for me. And I feel like that's really? the way a lot of people seem to have been talking about it. Is like hmm. there were things that frustrated them, but it's whether like can you overlook the fact it occasionally irritated you for the fact that it's goddamn beautiful and usually amazing and like so like even some of the new mechanics that i well i don't know if they've been in other games but i've never seen them like the dash where you can like use an enemy to propel yourself and then they go flying the other direction and you can solve puzzles that way I thought that was really clever. Yeah, it's, it's a good feel, game. I feel it would have been better if Ori could heal himself by injecting like syringes of blood into its leg. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, would, and, would pick and up. if after he died, he could retrieve his um, his blood things that aren't souls. Yeah, yeah, and you know, bathe in the blood of of the enemies to regain health, and just do a whole lot of blood shit. If <laughs> if if he could um, take damage and then fight the thing that caused him damage in order to recover some of that lost health mm -hmm. that that mm -hmm. would have made it a better with game blood. with blood everywhere uh, and and after every fight just covered in blood perhaps his his um spirit of adventure could have been born within that blood yeah you know and, and you they guys, could call it in the blood forest you guys are reminding me of a really funny youtube comment i saw about destiny and i screen capped it and i'm gonna read it out to you right <laughs> please do so basically this guy says 
Destiny has the potential to be really good. If they regularly updated it to add an interesting story, a better PvP system, more raid and endgame, more customization subclasses, it'll be a great game. It's a good shell of a game. The UI is okay. And then someone says, so if they make the good if they make the game good instead of bad, it could be good, is what you're saying. <laughs> That reminds me of some of the Bloodborne uh, Metacritic user reviews. I'm going to have to read some of these out because they are incredible. Um, so, as I said, Bloodborne is making a few people salty. Um, just a few. Just a few. Over in the user reviews, we've got some just... where They're clearly trying to compete with each other to make the most hyperbolic um, uh, criticism of the game. Um... I like this one. This is Darkness2918 says, There's no real reason why this game has to be difficult just for the sake of being difficult. Every game should be able to be enjoyed by everyone regardless of skill level, not just those who want to feel hardcore. Hopefully From takes that into account. Uh, doesn't like the difficulty. That one. Um, that's fair enough, but but zero out of ten for that. The user <laughs> reviews have no nuance. If it's not uh... a ten, there's a good chance it's just a zero. Uh, speaking of, this is my favourite one. This is from Ayelamayao. Um, load times are what really chap my butt. After playing every Souls game, this is the worst load times by far. It's also a bit too easy for me. Not a 9 out of 10, but a solid 6 out of 10. He gave it the score of 2 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, it doesn't quite get a 9. Like the next logical step is to not like take it one step down to an eight. It's like no, no, no. The next, the next number down is a six, and uh, well, you know, going to the six would have required moving my mice a bit further down. He did that to balance out your biased review, Jim. That is true. That is true. Well, Ooh. I think that's what it is. Honestly, you get like because it it becomes a war between who can give more ten out of tens and who can give more zero out of tens. That's how user reviews on Metacritic operate. Anyone caught in the middle, like they're just throwing their vote away. What was um, the first game that that really that was it? Modern Warfare Two, I think, was the first game the that people I, really bombed it on Metacritic to make a point. I think the it, one I remember being the most striking meta, the first meta bomb, it's only the first one I ever covered because it was truly remarkable, was uh, Portal 2. Oh, wow. Mm. People were really angry about um, the, the DLC that was thrown in there, um, which on reflection, I mean, it was a weird thing they did where they threw in a lot of expensive um, cosmetic DLC for the co-op, for the robots, I don't know why they ever did that, but it really pissed people off. Um, and there was another, a number of other assorted issues. I know Valve wasn't... People weren't too pleased with Valve at that time. There was some resentment growing, especially with uh, them doing Left 4 Dead 2 uh, without announcing Half-Life 3 and all that stuff. Uh, so that's the, the one I remember being the very first one. Hmm. Yeah. I had no idea people were so pissed off with Portal. Yeah, yeah, Portal 2 got, got metabombed hard. I mean, knowing knowing people got pissed off with Valve over something is going to send me into fucking shock. <laughs> I'm going to mm. be in hospital having a, a reaction. <laughs> people were annoyed with Valve? <laughs> <laughs> it's the first one that I remember where it's like the critic reviews were nearing a 10 out of 10 and the user reviews were nearing a zero. And yeah, it's like... Metacritic user <sighs> reviews are amazing because they, they really are just... Like, people accuse um, your more established critics of being hyperbolic, and that can be true. They can be at times. Um, 
the nature of the internet is that, that we run out of extremes and have to go more extreme to get a reaction out of people. Um, and that, that tends to unfortunately happen sometimes. Um, it's certainly something I've been trying to, to work on, is to measure the way I talk about things. Um, but but you go to user reviews, they've got no restraints there. Like they're, they're the Dragon Ball Z characters taking off the weighted clothing and shit. They just, <laughs> they just go crazy. Uh, like Wanda Lee here, with his 0 out of 10 review... Um, Bloodborne is a shallow Monster Hunter clone with terrible clunky controls, dated looking graphics terrible frame rate the game design is extremely poor the flow of the game is stunted and uneven uses cheap gimmicks of artificial difficulty to extend a tedious and ultimately boring game I think he should, I think he should get good oh my favourite is still all of the user reviews you get before the game is even out where it's oh, like, yeah. I can't possibly have played this game yet, but I know it's a zero out of ten Xbox that One was, for life. That was exactly what happened with Modern Warfare 2, actually, because everyone was pissed off about um, the PC version not having dedicated servers. Mm. Oh, if, if only they knew the now. way things would have gone by now <laughs> with dedicated yeah. servers and online games. Uh, ah, that's Bloodborne. Yeah. Speaking of, 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 of shooters, um, I tried Battlefield Hardline, and I just just wasn't really clicking with me at all. Nah. I can see what they were going for with it, but just didn't really do much for me. Well, Gavin, I I might have a game that will click with you. Oh god, this is gonna be this is gonna be one of your fucking like (laughs) bizarre (laughs) porno from the depths of the internet games, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, this is this is the game that I'm gonna get you to play because you've been disappointed by Battlefield Hardline, obviously, and you know, I wouldn't say I was disappointed. I mean I, I will say it, you were disappointed. <laughs> and, um, you know, you want something to, to sort of wash your mouth out of, the, of that poor taste that you had. And what better way to wash out your mouth than with my new favourite video game, Anne Hathaway's Erotic Mouthscape. Wow. So, you're aware of Anne Hathaway, her existence. She's a movie, oh, yeah. film, actress, Beautiful star woman and type. such a talent. She's kind of a film star. Yeah, she's kind of a film star, and you might have noticed she has a very nice mouth. So, this is a twine game that I found in which you play a tiny sex imp living in Anne Hathaway's mouth, and you have sex with her mouth, and then things happen, and it takes very scary turns for the worst. You have so, sex with her mouth. Yeah, can I do some dramatic readings from this oh, game? Please. Because I think yeah. this game, like. You need to know what it's like to be a tiny sex simp living in Anne Hathaway's mouth. So, so warm, so wet, so soft, so smooth. Whisper her name. Anne. Whisper her name. Anne Hathaway. Her mouth is a fortress. Strong, elegant jaws protect you from predators. You live in a toothed womb. Okay, so we have some options here. Sleep between her, uh, beneath her heavy tongue, rub up against the slick enamel, or grope her firm gums. Which do we want to do? Hmm. I'd vote for heavy tongue. Let, let's go with heavy tongue. Warm and safe, cocooned in a thick saliva, you slumber. You dream of going beyond her throat, down, 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 deep into the caverns of her body. You rub your naked flesh... As, <laughs> God. You rub your naked flesh against the strong, tall pillars of bone. Your nipples harden in spite of the mouth's tropical humidity. Know, you stand before a temple made of marble and pearl. Oh, this... 
Oh, we've been knocked down temporarily and deafened by her voice. She speaks. Your world trembles. The words are too loud and too big for you to understand. Words are for human beings, not for you. She speaks. Your world trembles. Tiny mouth-dwelling sex imps know nothing of human language. Little tooth fucker. (laughs) You mount a tooth and grind your hips against its textured surface. So sweet. You rub yourself raw. Pictures of her teeth. Just lots and lots of pictures of her teeth as you... Her laughter sends you over the edge into an orgasmic frenzy. Oh, oh God. Fuck juices shooting out of us. I'm, I'm going to stop it here, but yeah, Anne Hathaway's erotic mouthscape. So it's a kind of choose-your-own-adventure game, one of those twine um, games. Yeah, about being a tiny sex imp living in Anne Hathaway's mouth and... Having sex with her teeth. Having, having sex with her teeth. Good, good. And it seems to be consensual. She seems to quite enjoy having a little tiny sex imp living in her mouth. I imagine it's a, teeth. I imagine it's a kind of, of symbiotic relationship there. You know how, like, um, you know, birds will eat bits out of the teeth of hippos or crocodiles or whatever it is, and they just let them do it, and they both get yeah. something out of it. So maybe that's maybe that's how she keeps her teeth so clean. Is that her, her teeth are so amazing because there's a little sex imp in there? There's like, a little imp fucking just fucking the, the plaque, fucking the dirt off her mouth. <laughs> So, yeah, I played this through a couple of times, and, yeah, I have a new mission in the games industry. I have, like, a new, like, top aim. Forget this whole um, finding out who the fuck Dynamo is and why the fuck he exists nonsense I was on about last week. Mm -hmm. I need to get an interview with Anne Hathaway, show her this game, and ask her about the tiny sex imps living in her mouth. I can only imagine just... just... (laughs) Just, the, just how quick, like, she, she'll start off smiling. Like, she will find this funny for all of, I'm going to guess, two minutes tops. And two then minutes just... is more than enough time for me to get answers out of her. <laughs> You'll get to the truth. I literally just need, hey, Anne Hathaway, there's a video game that exists about being a sex simp living in your mouth, fucking your teeth. How do you feel about that? <laughs> That's all I need to get her to listen to. And I need to catch her response on video. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. It does sound more fun than Battlefield Hardline, though. Yeah, so, you know, Gavin. Gavin, that's that's your Battlefield Hardline replacement. Go go fuck Anne Hathaway's teeth. Uh, Is there a Penelope Cruz one? I'd play that one. I can go through and just hand rewrite it to say Penelope Cruz (laughs) wherever it says Anne Hathaway. Would you like that? I suppose it does work for anyone. Anyone that has really nice teeth. Yeah. So yeah, I uh, <laughs> I don't know where else to go with that. No, that's I just. That's I learned there was a game where you could be a sex imp fucking Anne Hathaway's teeth, and I thought I can't not bring that up on the podquisition. Do you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna learn Twine. I'm gonna learn Twine and make the most fucked up game I can think of as an experiment. Right? It's gonna be like Weasel Stoat Ass Insertion 3000 HD Oculus Rift version and I'm going to put it up on Steam and wait to see how long it is before Laura does a review of it on this show <laughs> <laughs> and not tell her it now, see, now that you've told me that that's your game I'm going to know you're going to have to come up with an even you're going to have to come up with another equally amazing idea for a video game oh. I, th- I think that's how they measure the success of like a weird indie game it's like minutes until discovery by Laura yeah <laughs> mm. 
It's like, this took what? ten minutes, that's not quick enough. It's, these, yeah. these games are going <laughs> to yeah. be called Laura Bait. <laughs> yeah, people are going to make Laura Bait, and I welcome <laughs> it, because seriously, I, I, it's sometimes hard to find good games about fucking Anne Hathaway's teeth in time for the podquisition, so... Yeah, mm. yeah. Teeth, yeah. fish... I mean, the um, genre just isn't as represented as it used to be. I mean, it's just... Through... Well, thanks to Laura, I have discovered that there are many objects that can have sex had to done to them. You know? And many things you can hide up a butt as well. I've taught you many about things, things that can be hidden up yeah, a butt. Things that can go up things and things that can be put into things. Like, like I'm learning a lot. I considered myself a man of the world, but I, the, the veil's been lifted from my eyes thanks to Podquisition, and I thank everyone for coming with us on this wonderful sexual journey. Oh, goodness. So... Yeah, that's a thing. Now I'm yeah, going to go back to yeah. shoving my face with crispy ba- bacon and maple syrup popcorn because... Oh, that sounds so yeah, good. It is so good. It's it's a savoury sweet treat that is good in my mouth. Much like sex imps. Yeah, <laughs> I can't do that stuff anymore. I've got to be good. Drink. I have to drink... I'm drinking water like an idiot. Oh, like I, some I, sort of fool. I, I can tell you what I'm drinking. I am drinking... Emerge energy drink mixed berry. Oh god damn it! You see, I can't have no more. Mo- I'm not doing monster anymore. Oh no, you can't have the next weird brand deal that they come up yeah, with. I don't. Well, I don't want my kidneys to fall out of my ass. So, <laughs> well, so I've got to be responsible. Oh, I, I miss I, it I'm I'm having my, my mixed berry energy drink because, you know, I have yet to be hospitalised since working in the games industry. So you know. Uh, it feels like a rite of passage. I've got to oh, yeah. like chug energy drink until I collapse because otherwise I'm not a real hardcore games journalist. That's true. That uh, is true. Yuck. Yuck, yuck, yuck. <laughs> you guys should go onto the green tea like me and be a disgusting hipster. Honestly, I am looking into it because I'm not doing coffee anymore either. Mm. And I'm, I was thinking green tea of is some sort so of herbal good, tea. Yeah, no, green, green tea, once you, get, once you get into it, it's like, oh, it's just the best. It's irreplaceable. And it does have a bit of caffeine in it, a little bit. Um, Redbush tea is very nice, which is like it's a South African kind of tea, which Red I don't have it tea? with milk in. I just yeah, Redbush tea, Ruibos. Is that Rui- like Ruibos? distilled from like a ginger person's pubes or? I I knew you were going there, Gavin. Dirty, dirty minded. Gavin. Oh, to be honest, I I, I was going to go somewhere equally genital based but a lot more vile so i'm glad he took that you were going to say carrot top weren't you um (laughs) it's from carrot tops he was gonna go with menstruation Ah. Uh, not necessarily not necessarily that's (laughs) that's that's on you i never said speaking of bloodborne (laughs) anyway red bush tea is is quite pleasant to drink have it without any milk just have it just black (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. I will. I will look into that. I will look into green tea. I will look into red tea. I will put them together and uh, make Christmas tea. Uh, okay. So what this video is games? Twi- can this we is just your Twilight fan about? fiction, isn't it? Uh. Video games. I wish I could talk about Pillars of Eternity, but I played for like literally twenty minutes. Laura's going to do like a menstrual Twilight story called Fifty Shades of Red, and it's basically going to be like Edward will only call around once a month. Oh, anyway. <laughs> um. I don't know. I uh, Gavin won't have played either of these. Jim, have you played either the new Life is Strange or the new Game of Thrones episode? Um, I've not touched Life is Strange yet. 
Um, I have played the new Game of Thrones. Okay, we'll do the new Game of Thrones first then. What did you think of the new Game of Thrones? I liked it a lot. I think they've finally, they've really sort of hit their stride now. The first episode was a bit, mm, it was good, but could have been better. Season two was like, okay, now I see where they're going with this. And then season three was like, okay, they found their form. I'm happy with this now. I'm getting a lot of song requests for that one, actually. This doesn't really interest me that much. I like Telltale and I like Game of Thrones, but... Meh, meh. <laughs> the, the soundtrack isn't anything special that like I can see being too inspirational for us stuff, but like that first episode very much felt like it was, hey, we got the HBO TV stars, so let's have a plot that loosely yeah. connects them. Episode two definitely felt like it was establishing its own sort of voice as a series, and it convinced me to stick with the series and then episode three was like oh yeah you got you got into your stride this is exciting it's well paced well done game of thrones mm-hmm. yeah they they really did they, they they're comfortable now uh, i love the every time they introduce like their own original villain it just works so well like their, their new uh, uh griff griff whitehill such a detestable mm. little man just really detestable he's a horrible little shit mm-hmm just that yeah. um, I went the full defiant route. You know, obviously we don't want to give spoilers, but I went the full defiant route with him and, and Roderick in the, the courtyard. And it was just beautiful just watching him kind of mentally collapse and everything. And I love that kind of thing where you don't even, you don't fight the villain. You just let them undo themselves as they just <laughs> flip their shit. Um, yeah. I always love a good villainous breakdown, and, and that worked really well. So, yeah, looking yeah. really good. I'm, I'm impressed. Uh, now, see, I'll, I'll, t- I'll make my thoughts on Life is Strange episode two pretty brief because neither of you have played it. Um, it was poorly pa- paced in the middle. There is a section in the middle where you are searching a junk la- a yard for bottles, and it completely killed the pace. Now, completely ignoring that, putting that one section that killed the pace aside, it stayed relatively grounded. It avoided all the things I'd feared, where it was going to go off the rails and be a bit beyond two soulsy. It's it stayed fairly rooted in angsty teenage drama, mm-hmm. and I'm really happy with that. Um, they definitely toned down the hellers and social medias and go fuck yourselfies and the the awkward teenage language has been toned down in this one. Okay, it's well written. I was really pleased with it. My only criticism I have is that I think there is going to, like, once this series is out and Statute of Limitations on spoilers is passed, I think that episode two is going to provide really interesting fodder for a much larger industry conversation about video games giving players agency over very, very emotionally difficult real-life scenarios and the duty of aftercare that developers have when putting people in charge of difficult situations. Right. Okay. I think I, I, that I saw your tweets yeah. about that and as someone who had a brother who that situation mm. happened to, exactly that situation, it did make yeah. me think a little bit about it and it's something you don't see a lot in games, but I know this yeah. having been through that, I know that media tends to portray it very clumsily. Well, yeah, it's it's not necessarily even that it's clumsily portray- portrayed, but the fact that you have agency over that character and that you are the one controlling that scene, and then about two minutes after you finish this particularly difficult scene, 
you get ranked against other players. And if you failed this scene, it's very much like you failed to prevent this thing happening. 80% of players in your shoes managed to stop that thing happening. Uh, it kind of cheapens a, it, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, not only does it cheapen it, that. but it, it really, like for me personally, it made that scene really emotionally difficult to handle because it started like making some points about real life situations that were very hard. Like they shone very difficult lights on something that happened in my life that was very hard. And I think that there is an important conversation to be had once we can talk spoilers about that game, because there is a, like, I'm not saying that this scene shouldn't have been in there. It was very well handled but I think that video games in some cases need to have a duty of care to make sure that certain scenes are done with well, care if, to if people after use, they're done. If you're going to use that subject matter to further a plot, you do you, you really should think about the audience rather than just throw it at them, get it out of the way and carry on with your story. Mm. You know, they, yeah. if you're making material with the intent to emotionally affect your audience, which is by no means a bad thing, um, you should uh, understand that having an effect on your audience ha has consequences and you shouldn't just be sort of, of cavalier about that. If you're going to try and emotionally affect your audience, deal with the consequences as well of emotionally affecting your audience. You know, yes, a little bit of responsibility. Yeah, there, there are things about the agency that video games have that make it a very powerful medium for telling stories and for delivering narrative. But with great power comes great responsibility. Absolutely. And I think that the episode two of Life is Strange is a great example of the the narrative power of our medium, but also where our medium is falling short in terms of its responsibility when using that power. Sure. I mean, I, I remember, because I, I, I saw your tweets as well, and, um, you know, I remember when things like EastEnders and soap operas and stuff would cover certain topics, um, you know, all sorts of different social issues. And at the very least, they'd give you helplines and things at the end, you know, well, and, and give you further material to go on the, and... and Life is Strange's website does have material for people who are in one side of that situation, mm -hmm. but not for people who are in the side of the situation that they gave players agency over. I see. And I think that that is a very telling thing. It right. suggests to me that they don't realize the impact that giving agency to someone did. That's kind of a thing that's never really talked about is, um, I mean, don't want to get too serious about everything here, but it is a thing that affects people who mm. are... Um, the people <laughs> next to that situation, you know, it affects them in a yeah. big way. And you never really see these um, support networks and things that like kind of it's always if I can't say too much because of the spoiler. <laughs> should we should we do a thing where we say literally skip ahead 30 seconds from when we say go? And yeah. we're just going to say what the spoiler is, because then yeah. when we talk around it, you can know what it is. So. Yeah. Okay. 30 seconds starting from now. There, there is a situation in which the character you play as is on a roof with a character who is about to commit suicide and you've frivolously used up all your time travel powers so you only get one chance to stop them killing themselves. If they kill themselves, about two minutes later, you get ranked against other people in terms of did other people in your shoes know how to stop her dying? I, I actually have to say, and this might sound callous, but as someone who's unsuccessfully <coughs> tried to talk someone out of suicide, mm. I think that is something I might be interested to play, actually, and see it's, how they deal with it's, it. It's interesting to play. I mm. just wish I'd known it was there before going into that situation. Mm. 
because again as someone who's been in that situation myself it was like my the way i came away from it was very much okay well i failed to stop that happening and now you're telling me that most people in my shoes could have stopped that happening that's making me readdress a thing that was very difficult to go through and making me like a lot of things i thought i'd settled are no longer settled and that's a thing that happened because of a video game. Because video games can be powerful. And if anything, it's it's like, in some strange way, it's almost a compliment as to how effective the games are at, yeah. at telling these stories and making you feel involved in them. So, that's it. They, the yeah. games themselves could stand to respect their own power more than they currently do. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... You know, I, I get emotional thinking about having sex with Anne Hathaway's teeth. So, <laughs> you know, that that was my own issue. But yeah. So yeah. any anyway, video games. Um, yes. Do we have any video games to talk about that aren't quite so dark and depressing? Um, well, like I said, I played twenty minutes of Pillars of Eternity. Uh, oh, seems that. pretty good. Seems pretty good so far. I am a I basically I found a class that's more or less a bard, so I'm thrilled. Um, there's a class called the chanter where as you are fighting you string together certain words and phrases and then can use once you've chanted enough times you can cast spells and I can summon four skeletons and the skeletons fight so that honestly I'm happy with that I've got a crossbow and, and I've said many times in, in my career that crossbows are awesome uh, I've got a crossbow I can do bard shit and skeletons also have happened so that's just 20 minutes so I'm Pretty satisfied thus far. Good looking game. I'm looking at uh, screenshots there. Nicely designed. Yeah. Nicely designed. It's got a, a very, uh, got a very old, old, old school. I, I've grown out of that term, but I still say it sometimes. Like old school RPG look to it mm. and feels like it. I mean, it's it's real time and mm. uh, very involved so far. A lot of talk of, uh, you know, damage reductions and resistances mm. and just all that kind of heavy D and D some stuff. of the uh, some of the architecture and stuff in it actually reminds me a little of uh, torment planescape torment oh yeah I mean there's there's no doubt that they've uh, sort of brought all of the stuff that they've done over the years mm. has gone into this and it, it's very dungeons and dragons y and, and and stuff but like I said not too far into it so far but I'm looking forward to getting into it some more um Lots of races, lots of classes, lots of stuff to mess around with. Uh, looking good. Uh, I know Conrad Zimmerman, who is uh, an old colleague of mine, was reviewing it for, I think, Destructoid. And he's, um, he's been digging it, except for the, the fact that apparently like even the smallest of characters needs 500-word descriptions of who they are <laughs> and where they came from. Like It just drowns you in lore. Uh, That's which, obsidian, you know, not though. Necessarily. Yeah, that is true. Um, and I, I get... I love lore in a game, yeah. but sometimes I find it if it's that if it's a big wall of it, I sometimes get a bit scared off these days. Um, but I'm so far so far liking it. Yeah. Did we talk last week days. about um, Maxis? Did we? I can't remember if we did or if we didn't. I think we did. We talked about the fact that that's what EA seems to do, which oh, is they okay, okay, they takes they take studios and the second they've got them it's like well we we made you do a thing that thing didn't go over well your you, your yeah. studio is going to be killed off now yeah i certainly covered it in a, a rather popular jimquisition video on it um where i likened them to unicron <laughs> um, 
It's fitting. <laughs> Devourer of worlds. That's what they are. They're like the Tyranids from fucking Warhammer 40,000. <laughs> okay, so things things we haven't talked about yet. Um, I think it was just after we recorded last episode of the Podquisition that Nintendo announced they're making mobile games and that they're new consoles in the works and stuff. Yeah. Do you yeah, have any thoughts on of, this? I kind of <laughs> dreaded that the Wii U would be short-lived. I didn't want it to be. I love it as a system, but it's kind of... The writing was on the wall, I think. Well, I don't necessarily think it's going to be that short-lived because they've said they're not going to say anything else about it until at least 2016. Mm. So, like, my guess is E3 2016, we hear bare-bones information. We hear it's a Wii U replacement of some description, and that's about it. E3 2017, we probably see the launch game lineup and the system and all that sort of thing by then. And sometime later in 2017 we see a release maybe that would be my guess yeah, and that even then it's work. it's it's still going to be a five-year lifespan which is i think it's about what the gamecube got so it's not going to be a hugely shorter lifespan but it True. is still sad to to already yeah. like to, to have like two and a half years into that console's lifespan we're already thinking about it you know, and you know that move. Nintendo's kind of they've got their eyes on something else now, so they're not going to be as gung ho about the Wii U anymore. And I mean, there's still some good stuff coming out for it. And the, the Wii U, software-wise, had such a wonderful year last year. Um, just wonderful games came out, and there's still some good ones on the horizon. You got your Splatoon, you got the new Zelda. So that's I don't know. It's a, I have a feeling that history will look back on the Wii U as a kind of sad thing that happened. <laughs> Just, you know, that was a shame. Um, but as far as the mobile stuff goes, you know what? Like, sensible move. They're, they're going to make fucking bank off that. Well, it's a sensible move. The only thing that worries me is that it's DNA that they're partnering with for this because they are really hit and miss when it comes to the quality of their mobile games because uh. they are most known for taking licensed franchises and making really quite poor trading uh, like virtual trading card games out of them and card mm -hmm. battlers right. and like the quality of their software has not been known for being consistently great now i'm hoping that they are just involved in terms of providing the orchestra uh, Architecture, the architecture and like structure that's going to be behind the scenes for their uh, account system and for publishing games to iOS and for that sort of thing, and that the development itself is staying with Nintendo. Mm -hmm. But if DNA are developing games themselves, then I would be concerned. Right. Couldn't they just release like Mario Three on mobile and have the greatest mobile game ever made right there? There you go, done, money. Well, they're saying that they don't want to do ports. And that kind of gives me some hope because like if there's one thing Nintendo are good at, it is taking a control a set of controls and coming up with really good ways to control their franchises with this new control setup. Like they they are the ones who sort of brought touchscreen gaming and motion control gaming to the forefront, and that's the two inputs you really have on a phone. So I think if they're if they're developing software from the ground up with touchscreen and tilting in mind, I think they can probably come up with good ways of doing that, which I'd rather see than an on-screen D-pad and a port of a 
of a virtual console game. Yeah. We've all gone. Si- we've all gone silent. Have I? Have I summed that up too well? I just don't care yeah, at I... all about Nintendo <laughs> and like their mobile games. I really don't. <laughs> if they release another Zelda, oh. I'll be like, "Fuck yeah, give me that." That's all right. Do we want to do some questions for a bit instead? Then. Yeah, let's do some if questions. All the news is a bit shitty. Yeah. We could, yeah. We've we've already uh. done an hour, so they're getting their money's worth today. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we'll, we'll give them a we'll give them a bit more because we're late, so we'll I keep going for questions. a bit. Um. I, I quite like this question um, from from Matt Ison. The term gritty reboot gets thrown around a lot these days, but can you think of any games that would be improved by the opposite, a cheery reboot, if you will? So, can we think of Probably any games that would be better if they were less serious? I would be into any game trying it. I mean, I was into the Ninja Gu- that Yaiba Ninja Gaiden Z, where it went mm. cartoony and shit. It was a good idea. It's just a shame that the game itself was total fucking shite um but i'd be because someone once had a go at me because people loved when people know that i like a certain game franchise certain series they hit me with it and try and um try and disprove any argument i make by applying it to that so for example um when i talked when i defended dmc devil may cry someone came up to me and said oh yeah well what if they took dynasty warriors and turned that into a gritty reboot and i'm like well they did uh, there is a game <laughs> called Warriors of Troy. It was even done by a Western studio, and I was very interested in it. And it just turned out that the game was shite. Uh, that <laughs> had nothing to do with it being a gritty reboot or mm. not, or a gritty Western version. It was just shite. Uh, but I was interested in it. And many years ago, I can't remember what the exact game was that they were having a go at me over. But someone said to me, well, how would you like it if they suddenly took Killzone and made it cell shaded and added all these cartoon things in it? I'm like, <laughs> I'd be fucking into that. I would, yeah. like, you know, like make it like 13 or something, all cell shaded comic book stuff going on. I'd be so into that. Like, there are any dark and gritty game, like, like a cell shaded Dark Souls style game, oh, I would God. play the shit out of that. I would absolutely <laughs> love to see, like, Gears of War, the cell shaded Wind Waker game. Mm hmm. It's like, oh, we're going to shoot everything with our colourful laser guns. Actually, that's what I want. I want Gears of War, that is Sunset Overdrive. You take yourself a little less seriously. Yeah, I'd be into yeah. it. I think the people should do a nice, ungritty reboot of Hatred. That would be awesome. <laughs> Where you run around the town giving, like, free chocolate to everyone. I actually think there is something... I think someone has a response to Hatred is doing that. I think there is something... I don't. I think it may be called First Person Lover or something. But oh, there's some game yes. they're trying to make that, that was... They, they took the, the idea of Hatred and turned it into this sort of cotton candy, lover-dove game. Um, which, again, I'm, I'm interested in seeing how that... We're probably more interested in seeing that work than uh, Hatred. Yeah. Uh, what else have we got in the questions? Um... The Rog wants to know, how much pre-planning do we do for the podquisition? Zero. <laughs> no, like, we... Laura well... sends us a bunch of like stuff that we don't read and then brings it up again <laughs> on the street. On do you the... don't read my list? Oh. <laughs> no, I never read your list. I just let you let you talk about the if list. You re- if, you read, if you read my list, you could at least go through and be like, that story's a bit shit, take it off the list. Don't bother bringing that up. Don't bother bringing up the Nintendo news. You'd have known that it was coming and could have said it <laughs> if you read my bloody list. Yeah, but just because I, 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 I don't list. find it interesting doesn't mean the listeners don't. I read the list just because I, I want to know, like, 
how to prepare myself for whatever <laughs> fucked up game we played this week that's going to get mentioned. Yeah, like, so- I need to steal myself. <laughs> basically what we do before this show is like a day before the show i will put in our little like special group i will be like hey are we still on for tomorrow and if the answer is yes i will go to a video game news website and scroll back through the last week and be like what things are newsworthy i guess what things can we make fun of maybe what twitter and facebook questions have we had and what weird as hell games have i played this week and then I just chuck that in a big list in the thing. And then we just kind of start. Yeah. Uh, then five minutes before we start, I'll remember something and just say, oh, yeah, I played this as well. Yeah. And just, well, just throw it in like a spanner in the works. <laughs> we'll kind of talk for a few minutes before we start, but then we're just like, fuck it. We'll see where this goes. Yeah. I like to keep it nice and nice and natural, as unnatural as possible. Isn't it the so yeah, um, what what else have we got on the questions? Questions this week? Who? I'm, uh, people had questions. I will edit around this. There are good questions in here somewhere. Um, okay, Don't so censor us. Mark 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 Jagger wanted to ask if if me, Gavin, and Jim made a rocking punk band together. What would we name it, and what would be our first song? Oh, well, mine would be Moves Like Mark Jagger. That would be my first song. Uh, what would we call ourselves? <laughs> mm. We call ourselves Ubi and the Softs. Mm. <laughs> Ubi and, and the, the Sucks, softs. more like. Uh, <laughs> Ubi and the Sucks. Anne Hathaway's Toothfuckers. Anne Hathaway's to- Mouth-Dwelling Tooth Imp. Well, I did have a kind of industrially punk band before, and it was called BioGeek. Not uh, bad, no. Yeah. Yeah. Well, of course, right. I mean, you are you are kind of a pop star, so yeah. you know more about this than us. There were some other names as well, but I just I don't think they're repeatable on the stream. <laughs> actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's here's the challenge. Now we've asked for for fan art once already this episode. I want fan art of an album cover from some of you lovely fan art people who are wasting your life doing art for us. That is. Um, Anne Hathaway and the to- the mouth-dwelling tooth-fucking imps. And our album is titled Moves Like Mark Jagger. So yeah. get on it, fan art people. <laughs> I spent <laughs> nice. it on my, on my desk Monday morning. <laughs> Otherwise you're out of here. <laughs> you don't get to listen to the show no more if you don't deliver. You're washed up in this town, kid. I need to stop doing that. Hurts my... Yeah, Bad I'm muscles. like I, I regretted that voice as soon as I started. I was like, nope, can't keep this voice up. So yeah, there's your homework, fan arty types. Yeah, um, good stuff. Okay, I, I quite I don't know if there's anything we can really say about this question, but I quite liked seeing it. So this was from Pokemaniac May. asks How would we feel if we learned that the entire entire games industry is actually just an elaborate construct to give us three bullshit to talk about every week? Uh, we would say oh fuck they've discovered our plan because we we did the whole thing ourselves I would say please up your game um, games industry if this is all being made up let's at least get some real pointless don't make sense titles we can like headlines we can go with like if this is all an elaborate construct where is my headline that says um Notch fucked a fish and exploded and the universe is now a video game 
adaptation of The Ring, the Japanese film. Where is that headline on the video game news sites? <laughs> I'm just imagining in brackets just the Japanese film. <laughs> Um, and yeah, failing that, where's my medieval three? Oh, there's going to be another overlord, Jim. Oh god, I forgot about that. It looks oh! like there's going to be another overlord. I am very happy to hear about that. I mean, fingers crossed it won't be like when they when Codemasters announced another Dizzy and it was just a fucking mobile game. I really hope it's not a mobile it, game, it, um, or or that it's not just a re-release of the first two. Yeah, it's something but, like just uh, just don't fuck with us on this place. But that art looked really nice, and I want a new Overlord because Overlord was flawed, but I loved it. I thought it was it was a incredibly messy game, but I always had a real soft spot for it because it was just a had a lot of gumption and heart to it. That series, yeah, so. yeah. Well, we got a couple more questions, but um, okay. well, what do we got? Um, John Lee wants to ask. What is the first video game that each of us remembers playing by ourselves entirely, like without any help? Um, it was a link to the past, I think. Ocarina uh, of Time. There we go. Both Zeldas for us. Blimey. Um, it's hard for me because I used to play most of, like, the early, early games I used to play were uh, co-op with my brother. Like, Golden Axe and Streets of Rage. Like, they, they were the games we played constantly and they're like the really earlier ones i remember well link, link to the past was certainly the first one i got completely immersed in put it that way like completely utterly lost in it's like i i used to take a lot of single player games and make them co-op and play them like with people but mm. ocarina of time is the first one that like i sat down by myself got immersed in completed start to finish it was all me that and I was game. never really a completionist as a kid, so <sighs> I can tell you about games I used to play all the time, things like Whizball, um, the never. Dizzy games, a uh, whole bunch of Commodore 64 games that I, some of them I can't even remember the names of. You know, there was one where he was a little guy with, I think he had a hat, and there's all these like Picasso, Salvador Dali style, Salvador mm. Dali style artworks in the background, and I think you picked up musical notes or bits of paper. I really can't remember. Games um, were a lot harder to finish those day, in those days as well. Yeah, I mean, you you had to I, make a massive time investment to finish a two-hour game. Mm. You had to spend yeah. months learning it. You know, I I have a story for this which I kind of like my story. So, like, it wasn't my very first, but I remember one of the first games that I played by myself. I thought, up until maybe a few months ago, was Sid Meier's Pirates. And for years, I had assumed that this game I had played, this game about being a pirate, was Sid Meier's Pirates. And then I replayed Sid Meier's Pirates, and it was not the game I remembered. So one of the very first games I played as a child by myself, was a PC game about pirates that does not seem to exist. Because I have searched the internet for it, for proof of its existence, and I cannot find proof of its existence. Do you um, ever have these things where you like will dream something happened, and then years later you can't remember if that was a dream or if it actually happened? I, I'm worried I that that might be the case with day this. Like searching the internet for this Zelda game that apparently doesn't exist, but which I was sure I had played as a teenager. I was like, maybe I fucking dreamt that. It was a Zelda I, game set in the desert, and I was like, no, I think I fucking dreamt that game. 
I, I am genuinely concerned that that might be the case with this, that the game that I think is Sid Meier's Pirates doesn't actually exist and is a dream I had as a child. It was similar to Sid Meier's Pirates, but with voice acting. And when you started the game up, it gave you some randomly selected like win conditions. And sometimes mm-hmm. they'd be really easy ones that were like, find this place on the map or mm-hmm. get this much money. And other times it was like, oh, do this many trade embargoes with the politicians. And I would always restart because I didn't like the sound of that. I have searched, I've looked at footage of every PC video game about pirates that I can find proof of. I've looked at like 60 games. None of them are the one I played. Well, I know Jim can probably relate to this one. There was this old game I played called Silent Hill 2 that was really, really good. And then they like re-released it and I was playing it. And I was like, this isn't Silent Hill 2. And I was like, did I dream how good the original was? (laughs) (laughs) Did I dream that the voices weren't shit? Whereas the I fog, think you just got Konami. Was the fog and 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 a side effect of my foggy, dreamy haze that I dreamt that this game was? Speaking of Konami, um, oh, I know God. people keep asking me for <laughs> comments on that. Like, I don't really intend to comment on that situation until there are definite things coming out about it, rather than these little mumbles and rumors. Yeah. All I will say is that if Konami, if Konami managed to drive away their prize-winning horse. It really wouldn't surprise me. Like, that's just the most Konami thing left for Konami to do. Is yeah. let's, let's alienate and piss off Hideo Kojima. Why but you not? Know, you know what, though? In Silver Lining, looking at Silver Linings, I mean, um, if he does leave and whatever. Now, I'm not a huge Metal Gear fan, but like almost everyone I know who's a gamer loves Metal Gear. But is it not kind of exciting to think what he might do with a new IP? Maybe, but then, I mean, I've seen him do stuff with new IPs before, and I've, I've, I've never gotten into them. Mm. I was just going to say, I'm very excited to see how Konami is going to fuck Metal Gear up when he's gone. Like, after years of it as a Silent Hill fan, and there's an excellent um, um, image going around of, of people like like talking about how upset Metal Gear fans are by the idea of Konami fucking stuff up and then they say but meanwhile here's what Silent Hill fans are saying and then there's that shot of Angela from Silent Hill 2 that just says you know something like this is what it's like all the time for me or something like that (laughs) I forget the exact quote it was a funny picture that I've done a terrible job of explaining but either way Metal Gear fans are gonna Metal Gear fans are about to experience the joys (laughs) of of, of being a Silent Hill fan oh goodness now I'm having a look there are no more good questions I can find however there is one person whose question I'm not gonna read out but I will say their name because they're sad that we have they've not made it ever onto the podcast so they're not making it on for any great reason, but Aorpin Redmond, you do things for the unofficial Jimquisition Facebook group. So yeah, you're on the podcast. There you go. Oh, she's I'm not lovely. reading yeah. I'm not reading your questions. Your questions were shit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I left that group, by the way. I just was starting to get friend requests and things, and I just prefer to keep my Facebook um kind of private, so that was that was not that was not a rage quit or a leaving because of anyone. It was just um, just for the sake of privacy. I, yeah. is all. I have had I have had to turn down so many friend requests. Since yeah, I get I that was too. I um, it's not personal. I I uh, that 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 Facebook account that everyone that I have like 
hundreds of pending friend requests on uh, that I'm not kind of... I don't have the heart to just decline them, so I just let them stay um, there. Yeah. Um, it's nothing personal. It's just... Well, I mean, it's it kind of is because that Facebook is personal. So, you know, it's it's nothing against anyone who isn't being accepted. It's just... It's either people I've known for many years, people mm. I've sort of really gotten on with people who I know in real life family and, and, and people I've worked with before. And given um, the given the way Facebook's gone this year, like it people you don't know very well sometimes can like be screen capping things you said and putting them on Twitter and stuff. And I just you know, it makes me prefer to keep it all just kind of private, you know? Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, point being that I mentioned your name but your questions were shit. Try better next time if you want me to answer one of them. All right. <laughs> <laughs> really, it's mean. That's mean. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're lovely, but your question, your question was about the fact that I don't answer your questions, and that's a shit premise for questions. So I'm not going to answer your question. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, um, come up with a good premise for questions. Okay. Stop asking um, about frog dicks, everyone. Yeah, less frog dick questions. I mean, don't don't cut them out entirely if you've got a really good frog dick question. Yeah, but let's means... just have the cream of the crop of frog dick mm-hmm. questions, not like all of the frog dick questions. We're frog dick connoisseurs here, so we really do expect a standard. You know, I, I want like a fine eighty-six Bordeaux of a frog dick question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Chateau de Dick de la Frog. So more of that and. And every frog dick question must be accompanied by a video of you singing Paul McCartney's frog song. Yes, please. Just more of that in general. We Uh, all stand together. That was such a great song. Oh, he's a talented man, is Paul McCartney. Well, the frog song? Yeah. 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 I was going to say, is it known in America? And then I forgot that neither of you are actually from America. (laughs) Like, If it's Paul McCartney, they've probably heard it. You big sassanugs, yeah. 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 Oh, we've officially gone on too long. Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) It's it's fine. We've done. How many minutes have we given them of this bollocks this time? One hour twenty so far. That's that's ridiculous. This is probably the longest one you've ever had. So basically, when you edit out all the shit, it's going to be at least ten minutes long. It's going to be yeah. at least four minutes. I can. I can't well, I mean, promise sorry, ten, when you, but there'll be. When you censor all the shit, it's going to oh, be at least ten and minutes. I censor long. out all the bits where we talk over each other because <laughs> censorship. <laughs> rabble, rabble, rabble. But but people may be a big fan of your censored material, Laura, and may wish to see where else you're <laughs> censored on the internet. Where can they do that? Well, it's not that I'm censored. I do all the censorship. Get it right, Jim. But, that is uh, true. If you want to see more of the material that I censor on the internet, you can follow me on Twitter at Laura K Buzz. If you want to help support my work, you can go to patreon.com forward slash Laura K Buzz, which I must remind you, we d- we're not going to have a confetti ass moon until we get to $35,000 a month. So, <laughs> you know, we're a little way off from confetti ass moon at the moment. So you're going to have want to work on that, people. Um, otherwise, just Laura K Buzz. Search it on iTunes for my podcast. Search it on Google for my writing. Search it on WordPress for a blog. Whatever the fuck you want to do with it. Sounds good. <laughs> and Gavin. People may want to censor you. Yeah, so... Where can they go to do this? So Jim and Laura can't censor me on Twitter, so just follow me at... And then you can also search for... (laughs) On YouTube. 
or you can just buy all my albums so that I can make more money to beep. And if you want to uh, see any of my material, uh, I recently accepted a new job with Norse Fire. We will be making Britain a cleaner and more morally respectable place. So look forward to all of that coming soon, and we will see you next week. Bye. 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 <laughs> oh, oh, that was <sighs> exhausting. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> Uh...